Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I'm Michael Sindelar, Cropping Systems Extension Educator. Today I'm going to be joined with uh, Amy Schmidt and Javed Iqbal from the University of Nebraska, and we're going to be talking about applying manure to frozen soils. Hi, Amy and Javed. Could you each introduce yourselves and kind of explain what you do at the university? Thanks, Michael. Um, yeah, this is Amy Schmidt. I'm an associate professor in biological systems engineering and animal science. And my main area of focus for my research and outreach is livestock manure management and um, managing manure responsibly so that we uh, improve crop production without um, harming the environment. Thanks, Mike. Uh, this is Javed Iqbal. I am assistant professor in nutrient management and water quality in the Department of Agronomy and Horticulture at University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Here uh, in the university, my research and extension focuses on finding the best nutrient management practices which can help the producers to optimize uh, crop production, uh, improve uh, soil health, uh, increase economic returns while protecting the water quality. Just to start off, what are the conditions that we're looking for for applying manure to frozen soils? Because a lot of times when I look at the recommendations, it's if the soil is frozen, don't do it. Yeah, so I guess the first point would be that we, we always want to find the optimum conditions for applying manure. Um, so one of the key roles is to pump and spread manure whenever the conditions are favorable. But we know that um, we don't always have perfect manure application weather. And sometimes in the fall, we get snow or freezing temperatures before manure storages can be pumped. And then we're looking for times between fall and spring planting when we can put manure on um, sort of under the best possible conditions. So for instance, um, if we're going to apply manure in the winter and you know, if the, weather's, if the weather's nice, then just looking for soil that's um, lower moisture content. So as opposed to a saturated soil, we prefer the soil have either a, a growing crop like a cover crop on it, or at least heavy residue from a previous crop. Those both will um, allow the, the nutrients to stay in place a little bit better and, and there's less chance for runoff or erosion. Flatter land is preferable to a sloped um, soil because obviously slope, the more the slope, the greater the chance of runoff. Coarse textured soils will allow the manure to infiltrate more quickly than a fine textured soil like a clay. And then we'd like to stay back from any waterways or any potential routes for that manure to flow to surface water. So we still encourage producers to um, use the recommended setback distances, permitted animal feeding operations. Those are, they require a hundred foot setback for large um, animal feeding operations. So setbacks from uh, water bodies, waterways, property lines, wells, those sorts of things. You can spread within 35 feet of a, a water body or a waterway if there's a, a buffer, a grass or a, some sort of vegetative buffer. And then for other operations, small and medium, uh, it's a 30 foot setback from water bodies, regardless of whether there's a grass waterway or not. So stay back from sensitive areas, shoot for uh, flatter land as opposed to sloped and preferably try to apply to a growing crop or a crop residue. And this is more of a plan B, almost kind of like an emergency 
needing to applicate or take something out of storage because something came up late fall and you weren't able to do it. This isn't what you optimally want to do is all those following conditions. Yeah. So the, I guess the worst case scenario is when we're getting into um, the spring perhaps, and we've not had a chance to pump down storages. It just, you know, a number of conditions prevented pumping and, you know, we're getting to the point where we're a little afraid there might be a discharge if we don't pump. So we're getting, we're getting really full. That's sort of a worst case scenario. And in that case, we usually recommend, you know, doing light applications of liquid over multiple days instead of trying to put an inch on, put, you know, um, an eighth of an inch or a quarter of an inch per day. Sometimes there is that situation where the soil is frozen or saturated. There's um, not a crop growing or not a cover crop or a, a residue. And you have, you know, we would prefer to see the manure applied in poor conditions than to see a storage um, have a discharge or overtop the berm. Um, in those cases, I, I always recommend that producers contact the uh, NDEE and ask for guidance because we still don't want to have a discharge and um, we want to make sure that they're involved to help find the most appropriate conditions um, under which to apply. But for general application during winter months, you know, the guidelines that we shared in the article online are, are kind of what we what we go by. And that article is a CropWatch article on applying frozen manure, and it could be found on the CropWatch page and the manure page. So we talked about what we're looking for for applying it. Is there a difference between solid or liquid uh, when you're looking at rates or conditions? So regardless of whether we're dealing with solid or liquid manure, the first um, rule of thumb is know what's in the manure, know what the crop needs and know what, what's available in the soil so that we're applying at a rate that doesn't exceed the crop nutrient needs. After we've kind of established that, that basis for application, you know, solid manure is, is, you know, we're not expecting it to infiltrate. So it could be applied on soil that's frozen or has some snow on top of it. That's not ideal, but if, if we need to get it applied during the winter and it's fairly you know, we don't have rainfall predicted, we don't have a lot of snow predicted in, in the near future, and we've got a field where it's fairly flat, we've got some residue, then we, we generally would say it's, it's probably okay to apply that solid manure in that situation. Liquid manure, obviously, we prefer to inject that. So if the, if the soil is frozen, we don't want to do a liquid manure application. If the soil is not frozen, or if it's kind of if if it freezes overnight, but it thaws during the day, so it's not a solid freeze, then liquid manure application is acceptable, but we want to look for soil that's not saturated, coarse soil that will allow that liquid to infiltrate, residue cover or a growing crop, and again, staying back from sensitive water bodies. So it comes down to, especially for injecting is you don't really want it frozen. Um, it can freeze overnight, but as long as it's thawed enough for it to, to get into the soil so it's not running away from your targeted area because the ground's frozen. Yeah, and, and you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, putting on lower application rates over multiple days is preferable. That way we're not putting more on the soil at one time than it then can be infiltrated into the soil. So with, with this year being a, a drought, how does that change your, your rates or what do you need to start taking in mind since it's a drought year? 
So this uh, year has been dry. Uh, that means that there was uh, less crop nitrogen uptake, nutrients uptake, which has left more nitrogen, other nutrients in the soil. So there is more residual nitrate, uh, nitrogen in the soil profile. Uh, based on that, you may want to change your nutrient rates for your next crop uh, and want to credit what has been left in the, in the soil profile. So to do that, you may want to take soil samples and uh, send them to a soil testing lab, know what's, uh, what nutrients are left in the soil and consider those to credit for your uh, nutrient needs for the next crop. And then at the same time, you also want to know what are the nutrient concentrations in the manure so that you can know how much manure you can apply in, in certain part of the field. So uh, based on that, you would, you would really limit your uh, manure application in some part of your field. And especially if you are crediting the nutrients, for example, nitrate, you know, nitrogen, then you may want to limit, you know, you may want to apply manure based on the nitrogen uh, in, in the soil. And then in that way, you will be able to apply more manure, uh, manure to more, you know, more area. So, Yes, uh, consider those uh, nutrient credits in your application for manure, whether you're applying this winter or you're applying next year. So what, what I'm getting is that it's very important to, to test for your residual nitrates and any residual nitrogen you may have in your soil, because it may be different than previous years because it's drier, there's been less uptake by the crops, but it's also equally important to test your, your manure source. So that way, you know how much manure, or I'm sorry, you know how much nitrogen's coming out when you set your manure application rates? Sure, you definitely want to balance uh, all of the nitrogen, you know, from your resource, from your sources, for example, how much you want to know how much nitrogen in, in the soil profile, how much nitrogen you are applying from your manure. And then you also need to know how much nitrogen uh, does your crop need. So based on all of those, you can decide how much you know, nitrogen you want to apply based on the recommendations. Well, thank you for joining me today. Based off of this, I'm guessing there's some um, literature that you would maybe recommend people who want to know a little bit more to take a look at. Yeah. So uh, like you mentioned earlier, the CropWatch article is kind of a summary of everything that we've talked about here today. And then within there, you can find links to NDEE to your um, NDE field office if there's questions. And I would encourage producers not to be afraid to call that office. Um, sometimes there's a little nervousness about calling when you think conditions aren't really great or you're, you're facing a, a situation where your storage is getting full. But those experts in the field offices, they're there to help. They'd rather um, help you make some good decisions than to see manure not applied correctly or manure discharged from storage because it's full. So I would definitely encourage farmers to reach out to those guys. The only other thing I would mention is that when you're applying manure in the winter, particularly if it's a liquid application, that should be monitored very closely and you know monitor the edge of field, make sure that there's not runoff occurring while that manure is being applied. So you know, find the best conditions, monitor during runoff, get some help if you're unsure about the application method or rate that you should be using. And if you're interested in more stories or articles about manure, check out the manure.unl.edu site. That's a very good resource for manure-related information. Mm -hmm.